Greetings and welcome everyone. It's All You Can Geek MovieCast, episode 423. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Gast, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? Corey Feinside. What's good? And Tony Korkanakis. Hello. What's up, guys? Welcome, Hello. listeners. Welcome, viewers, to the uh, post-Thanksgiving feast podcast. Yes. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, we have a great show. We have a great topic tonight uh, we're going to get into. Um Light, light news week for a lot of things, but uh, we have a very interesting topic to talk about with uh, in terms of movie and game reviews. If you want to check out our GameCast after this or after, before, whatever, however order you listen to these into. Um, so, uh, yeah, but first, let's, let's, get, let's, let's kick it off with the box office, and then we'll get into what we've been up to. Uh, so, number one this week, the number one movie, Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, number two of all time for Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, that was number one. I don't know what was number one, actually. I never looked at the stat. You gotta have that if you're gonna quote number two. I thought it was just the total box office was that high for this weekend. It's not a specific movie, or is that a different record that was no <laughs> record Ralph broke that record. Or right. I'm trying to I try to make it fun. Uh I don't know. Hang on, record Ralph two. I'm looking it up. Okay, thank you. First one is frozen. Okay. Uh, and so, ninety three million. So yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, do you know we haven't had a hundred million box office hit since Jurassic World? Wait, Fallen Kingdom. Oh, Fallen that's Kingdom. Like, yeah. Is that what you mean? That's the one. Yeah. Sorry, Fallen Kingdom. No, I mean it's still Jurassic World. But yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I do. That's the actual title of it, though. Yeah. So yeah, we haven't had that. Sorry, I'm pouring a beer on air, so everybody knows. But I could talk. Nice. I could talk and pour, so it's okay. So um, <laughs> yeah. So that was the last hundred million. So Aquaman's the f- the next one projected to break hundred million, just so we all know. Hmm. It's on pace for 100 million as an opener. Wait, what's right on now. pace? Aquaman. <laughs> um, I don't think it'll do that. Early previews for it say it's actually pretty fun. Fun. I like the director. That's actually that's like that's like that, the easiest that, way to just be like, okay, it, it's fun. Like, that, that's what I'm saying. They say the director. Bad, it's just fun. It's the actual Damn critics. Fun. It's actual critics, not just reviewers. It's fun actual critics. We're we're gonna get into this whole critic reviewing thing actually. This podcast. Mm. I thought this would be a good way to kick it off, but um, yeah, it's actually. Well, Critics are saying this on there, and uh, that's like the IGN guy that looked at it and Fandango, their their reviewer, both said it was a very fun movie and um, the director deserves a lot of credit. Um, so, but well, actually, I I threw this news on late. It's pre-sale tickets are like higher than expected, like so, much higher. Oh, look at Mike! Wow, wow, the whole like oh pre-sale tickets. You know, you well, know. no. I mean, if it tops, if it tops Infinity War, then I, I take notice. Yeah, because who who would expect that? But it did for this well, Adam tickets reseller, and it's also topped uh, Venom's presale tickets and everything Venom. else on Fandango. I think. So where's where's Venom on this? Where's my box office list? I, I closed it. Um, Venom crossed eight hundred million worldwide, thus passing uh, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so yeah, that surprisingly did well. It didn't place in this. I think it's out of the box office now. But um, yeah, I mean that two and a half. Jesus. Yeah, surprise. I mean that's going to spawn their own movie universe. I think, right? Spawn. Get it? I really, I really hope not. Um, <laughs> no, it's already we'll spawned it. I mean, yeah. as soon as they like basically started the recept, as soon as like the reception came in and the money started rolling. It was like, well, sure, yeah. and they've already sure. I mean, it was the ending of that movie was like, well, we're going to expand this universe no matter what. Um, I don't know. I mean, 
like I mean, I'm eating crow over this anyway because like I didn't think it was gonna do anywhere. Sure, as well. no, nobody sure. on um, this podcast thought that. No, yeah. there's not a chance. But uh, I don't know. It's just one of those where like, how how much can you really develop the Venom character without actually having Spider-Man? Um, I, I can't and see people continue. see it. Like I guess, but I think that was the whole concept of the first movie. But I don't this know what is else like the whole opposite do. of like what Solo is like. With, like you have the character, but people nobody wanted this movie, and you have the character that people like cared about still but nobody wanted it you yeah. don't have the character people cared about and this is not a movie anybody asked for and yeah. you still are like freaking ranking I, it in it's just like, i don't know it's... if i agree with that premise the, to me uh venom it was an underserved character up to this point like if you come out of you know the 90s when he was really big like he's the only character that hasn't had any real silver screen representation other than but the worst superhero movie Nobody, created, before that, which nobody is Spider-Man thought. Three. <laughs> he was a Spider-Man character. Character, like I don't know. I didn't think that a, a Venom-led movie would ever succeed. It, it's. I mean, you have someone who, who, twenty years ago, maybe was considered the most popular villain for the most popular superhero, and hmm. maybe that I think that's why he's a success, and that's why I don't think if they expand it beyond him <laughs> too far, it's going to be a success because. I think Venom draws more than, let's say, Morbius or whatever obscure other Spider-Man villains that aren't the Sinister Six. They were planning, they were planning that originally. Yeah. That may come back. I too. don't think so. I think they're going to get a lot of false confidence with this and try to do something that doesn't have the appeal that Venom does. And sure, I think they're going to, you know, just right. eat it it's, later. It's Tony. It's Tony. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but, and right, cocky they have like they have way more misses than hits, and it's, <laughs> I agree. You know, it's going to be one of those. It was like, oh well, Venom did well. Obvious, Morbius or you know, Craven the Hunter. Those movies are going to be yeah. just as awesome. It's like, mm. sure, yeah. This is where they'll stretch it too far. Yeah. All right. Uh, Creed two is number two, thirty-five point yeah. six million. Uh, the oh, Ralph Ralph did fifty-six point three. For those wondering, uh, the Grinch at number three. That that was close. Did thirty million. Uh, Fantastic Beasts at four. <sighs> Almost thirty minutes as well, and then Bohemian Rhapsody at five. His top side, or, you know, that's your top five there. Right? Like top not five. some fantastic beasts. That that's bombs. why I think. Yeah. That's why I think I read somewhere that this is among the best just Thanksgiving weekends box office overall. I can tell so you there's that there's a lot of big ones. In there. Robin Hood did not capitalize on this box office. That bombed. Uh, <laughs> uh, ten million opening, less than ten million opening, and a hundred million dollar budget. I mean, I didn't know what that was. I thought that was a TV show. No, yeah, no, no, it's a movie and uh, yeah. with Jamie Foxx and it just bombed. Uh, so it was like the King Arthur one before that, you know, like this sure. like, modern take on a not sure. like a medieval setting. It just seemed yeah. really weird. It does. Although I did like the King Arthur movie <laughs> for what it was. I liked it too. But, but we also, to... we both, we both also like Knight's Tale. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, you know, those right. are. Those are guilty pleasure movies, I think, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what they are. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move into what we've been up to, guys. Kick it off. Um, I, did anybody see Wreck-It well, Ralph besides? Wreck-It Ralph, yeah. Yeah, did anybody see Wreck-It Ralph? I was going to think about it, but then um, I wasn't – yeah, I just didn't go. But I was thinking well, about it. Let me say, AMC, AMC got me again for their A-list. Um, so actually, uh, this, this week, uh, I'm going to see The Grinch uh, as well. Um, so I'll be seeing that on Thursday. But uh, Wreck-It Ralph, I saw that. Um, did anybody else go or no? Okay, uh, it was very good. I but I liked the first movie much better. Like I, I liked it a lot better, and uh, I felt like this one was more about they had their characters and they wanted to 
they wanted to come up with a story for those characters rather than they had a movie to give us last time with a story with the, with the characters in it. It felt like this was like a forced story. That's what I felt what, like. It, what do you mean? Like the uh, the cameo characters? or you No, no. The main character, the main storyline for me. For me, this main story, which was... And Ralph. Yeah. Yeah, Ralph. It had, this, this story seemed more forced see it wasn't bad but it was it felt more forced it wasn't that didn't feel like like it wasn't as good of a story as the first movie and it felt more of a they have these two characters but they wanted to use them in a new movie so they said okay let's write a story for it uh rather than we have this story with these characters and then they form you know what i mean like they I, I it's hard to describe that, i'm surprised more that you're saying that compared to like oh i feel like they just tried to throw in as many cameos as possible in this movie just felt like over no, it definitely no. It wasn't. That's what I, was there was, the vibe. I feel oh. like the first one had more cameos in it. Okay. I mean, this one yeah. had the. This one had the. Okay, wait. I guess this had more internet-based stuff. So it was all the company logos in it, but the actual characters. There were far more cameos from characters in the first movie. I think there's far more cameos characters cared about, maybe because it's all video game based. And this one seems much more like, like you're saying, widespread internet memes and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but even then, there was all no. They were they were all like. Maybe the they people. went over your head, Jim. Maybe you're too old. No, they were me's. And they, no, 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 no. The characters in this in the movie were not. Besides Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope, were from a game. All the princesses. Come on. Well, sure, sure. That was that sequence, which was hilarious. There was um. Oh man, yeah. There was some good stuff. I don't want to give it. Go see it. Uh, but there was some, there were some cameos that that did uh, hit home, so mm -hmm. pretty well. Um, but uh, no, like I said, I'm I'm pretty surprised to hear that it's. More but there about was like throwing characters in a film because you want to see these characters again. That's what it felt of, like. That's what it felt. But like. I mean, I, I think that's a better thing than let's make another movie because we can use like these internet memes and like. No, and I didn't get that vibe in this movie. Uh, I thought that the the Did internet Fortnite show up? theme. N n no, no, uh, <laughs> no. Um, there was. A, I mean, I'm telling that's you, most impossible. because. Because most of the characters in this movie were based on real life, av they're avatars of characters of real life people. Because it's the internet, mm -hmm. so the only animated sure. people in this in the internet are Ralph and Vanellope. The rest of them are all users who are playing, you know, or are avatar represented. So you don't get many cameos of characters. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, there's mm -hmm. there there's really not. I mean, just the beginning really is more of the cameos. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like I mean, there's some strewn throughout, but it, it it's it's far less than the first game, not first game, first movie. <laughs> so um, there's no Nintendo cameos. I can say that now, none. Well, they're planning on making their own movies. Yeah, but there was Bowser in the first one, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I, it's not that I didn't like the movie. I, I actually, I enjoyed it. There was uh, a couple What's of funny better? moments. Incredibles one, two or oh, Incredibles two, Incredibles two. Oh really? I don't like Incredibles two that much. Oh, I liked it. I liked it, but you know, I mean, I think it's better. But I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but uh, I liked Incredibles too, so that there's a difference. So okay. it wasn't bad. It just it was like I don't think it was worth the wait. Yeah. Right. Oh well, yeah. So okay, I can see that. that I can see. But this one, they tout this movie like six years later. This happened six years later because they say that a lot in this movie, and it's real time. Six years. Wait, it's been has gone six by. years since Wreck-It Ralph. Ten, 2012. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my god, I feel so old. So and they, I mean they 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 tout that like they mention that a lot in this movie. So I looked it up. I'm like, oh, that actually has been six years. Um, Holy shit! So the other thing I've watched is um, is more Shira. Um, not much, but um, I don't know. I like the show, but it's not. It's it doesn't have enough for. I don't think it's adults. No, but there's there's shows like The Dragon Prince. There's shows like 
Sure, uh, but I'm saying like the demographic. Oh, the demographic. Yeah, sure, you can enjoy not, it. Come on. It, I'm not saying you can't enjoy it. I'm just saying you're saying, oh, it's not. I'm like, well, that makes sense because there's not it's a lot of designed for a 37 year old male. No, I know that. Yeah, but I mean, I thought there's a lot of shows that can span all ages, and this not one of them. It looks like so. Mm-hmm. I gave it. I've, I'm six episodes in, and I'm like, okay, I'm not sure I'm going to finish it myself, but it's it's good. I mean, I'm happy it's back um, for people to experience, but. Um, maybe not for me. So, yeah. all right. Uh, Mike, what have you been up to? I don't think I watched anything. No. <laughs> Slow week for that. Okay. Um, Corey? I, mostly for me, actually, it's just been shopping online, spending that time <laughs> shopping. Yeah. I mean, that's the I thing for all of us. Kind of stuff. I'm yeah. like, oh, man, this is, this, this is going to hurt. This was, this was an expensive weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony, how about you? Nothing. Nothing. Wow. So Wreck It Ralph was the big thing for. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's right. a big movie. Yeah. All right. Let's get in some movie news. Uh, let's see. We've got kicking it off. We've got. Um, let's see. The SpongeBob will kick off SpongeBob's creator passes away t- uh, today from ALS, unfortunately. Um, Steven Hill- Hillenburg uh-huh. uh, dies at fifty-seven. Um, I saw that news come in today. And I was like, oh, I mean, like, I don't even. Know, I'm not even a SpongeBob fan, but he's such a famous character. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, that sucks. So I how, I don't even know how long, how involved he was with the show. I don't know if he was that much anymore, but um, yeah, obviously, like it, it was his baby at first. That's like almost twenty years ago, obviously. But uh, you know, it's a shame. Obviously, it's the crazy disease that no one really has a handle on. And, yeah. yeah, like a year and change earlier, and uh, yeah, it's crazy to. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, unbelievable. Very sad. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have. We have J.K. Simmons, who played Commissioner Gordon, is unsure that he will be playing Commissioner Gordon again, thus continuing these downward spiral of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, That's weird. Yeah. It, it's pointing to more of the fact that they're, they're just going to sweep. What's worse, if Aquaman succeeds and they try to continue to like put, keep this on life support? or I think what's going to happen well, is... It matters because of how long are you going to wait to see like what you want to see? Here's, here's my theory. This is my theory with DC now. <laughs> Theory is this. I think DC's shared combined universe thing is is <clears throat> over with. I think it's over. I think that's it's done. <laughs> it's, like it's out. Um, yeah. What, what if these next three movies are hits? Then Which they have, is too late. I think it's too late. Then, then they have those three movies, and you'll get an Aquaman 2. We'll get a Wonder Woman 3, but we will no longer see them in a movie together. There will not be a Justice League movie again. I'll make Why that statement. I bet. How long? I bet. How long? Oh, no, no. I'm not going to say as, like, ever again. I'm saying with this universe. What counts as this universe? Or these characters, so these actors. So, are you saying you won't? You don't think that Aquaman and Wonder Woman will be in the so same he, movie again? No, here, here. I think those two could. You won't see Wonder Woman with another superhero in a movie again. Is that what you're saying? Mm, I can't go that far. I can't say. I, I would bet. I would bet against that. I would, I might say that. I might make the statement though that she will not appear with any of the current Justice League members. That's including Aquaman. I don't think they're ever going to tie them up into a movie again. Hmm. I would make that bet. I will make that bet. Who wants to take me? Come on. The, any of the previous characters. Superman, the current, Batman, Cyborg, Aquaman. The current Justice League characters will not tie into a movie together again. Probably by their actors, you mean? Yes. That's different because that completely changes things. Eventually, you're going to reboot a universe and you're going to try to do this again. It, it, stupid mistakes happen over and over and over Sure, again. but I'm saying like, what if Batman shows up as a different actor with Wonder Woman? It's Gal Gadot or whatever her name is. Yeah, and they act like it's the same guy. That's not what he's saying, though. No, I'm saying that this universe is done. The one that we just watched, the Justice League movie that we watched, is done. 
No, I can I could I could see that very okay. very plausible. Right, I, right. I disagree with the character statement though. I think that um, you could see characters with one woman. I I could I could see Jason Momoa. You know what though? I'll 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 take you, Corey. I'll take that. Oh. If these current set of actors, all of them, by the time all of them are gone, like Gal Gadot and uh, Jason, Jason Momoa, Momoa. Mm -hmm. uh, and whoever's playing Cyborg. Uh, what if you get by the time Mar those three Margot get replaced as Robbie in the movie with Gal Gadot? I said Justice League. I said oh Justice League. <laughs> That's part of the show. No, 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 no. My statement was the current Justice League roster will not appear oh, in the movie together. This garbage. Oh my god, this is <laughs> this is clearly favoring you guys, and nobody wants to. Okay, fine. No, no, no because uh, you look at the stipulations down here. We're it's talking a, about this universe. And I made this statement specifically not with Margot Robbie at all because I still say that she probably would appear in a Wonder Woman movie. Well, but that's the, that's that universe. Because no, no. Batman I'm was talking about movie. my statement was my statement. Yes, I said Justice. All right, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, then listen better. All right. Um. Move on. I, mean, I could. I'd say the characters in the Justice League, like. The current roster, the Cyborg, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. Those five, Regardless of the actors. Regardless of the actors, of the current roster. So now if they do a new universe with a new Wonder Woman, she might appear with the Batman again, but they'll be all new actors. Sure. Okay. Right, right. I will make that bet with you, Corey. Okay. Oh, why not? All right. I can see, I can see Aquaman got, and Wonder Woman. We've got a bet. I'll, we'll, I'll write that one down. We'll post that in the bet. You know, Cyborg's a side character. He'll show up somewhere. Nope. No, he won't. Nope. <laughs> This is this shared universe is done. Is Nobody is ever also, so what about his dad? Does his dad show up somewhere? No, <laughs> Justice League. Justice, Justice League. League. I know you're being very specific. I just want to make yes. sure because like you think very Justice specific. League. I'm giving you oh, yeah. five. I'm giving you five characters that can his show up in any movie. His dad count as a character in Justice League the movie. No, he doesn't. Clearly, I said the current Justice League. The oh league, not the movie. Okay. Not the I'm movie, giving you. I'm basically giving you five to one odds. I'm giving you basically five. To five one odds, Jim. I'm giving you five to chance. I'm giving you five chances you, you, to my one. Yeah, except uh, you know that two of those chances are basically shot in the foot already. Sure. <laughs> sure. But anyways, all right. Let's move on. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Smallville. Now, this is another one, though, that actually has a good shared universe, it looks like, when they do the crossovers. Uh, There's already a Superman in this fucking universe. Yes, but Tom, but there can be multiple. Uh, they just had Tom Welling and... Uh, Jason Amell. Or Joe Stilf. No. Perfect. What's his name? Lex Luthor. Uh, Ro Ro Michael, Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum yeah. uh, meeting What's with Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, why is this Jesus? So the God, so the theory here is these guys are these guys are showing up in uh, this crossover as Smallville. That's what the theory is here. Oh, Mike, what do you, what do you think? It's like other universe stuff. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Mike? I mean, that would be cool, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I would not. I don't know what else they're going to happen. So. Do you think they just play different characters? They will be in it, but different characters. You could have some lame ass cameo like that, yeah. Yeah, I think that might be it too. But it would be cool if we see them as Lex Luthor and and and, and Superman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it'd be yeah. hopefully Superman at that point. But you're right; they already have their own Superman. So, I thought that was cool news when I read that. I was like, really, really awesome. Mm. Uh, let's see. And lastly, on the news, we've got okay. So this has been going back and forth for a while. If anybody is on Twitter with Hugh Jackman or Ryan Reynolds, they've been at war with each other in terms of it's a fake war. It's a fun war where they like are poking fun of each other and how bad they are at, at acting and in their their movies. Uh, well. Recently, though, Hugh Jackman said on Thursday of this week, no matter when, I don't know when you're listening to this, uh, he will be on the Today Show for a very big announcement. Um, something that we've all been waiting for. Now, do I think this is Wolverine again? I don't know, but 
I want to. Uh, but uh, a Deadpool Wolverine movie with the amount that these two are going back and forth, it just seems like that should be the, that should be it, right? I have a feeling. I, I doubt it's more <laughs> Broadway. Would, no, greatest I would showman. Say, no, I could see it being like, oh, the Disney like Disney's gonna have mutants in their movies, and I'm not gonna oh. be a part of it. <laughs> He'll make the announcement though. On, on I the don't today. know why not. He's, he's going to be on the Today people. Show to make an announcement. Hugh Jackman. No, I think you're probably more right along like Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman star in like Waiting for Godot or some like off Broadway play. Okay. Or, some, okay. or <laughs> like some like bio on some. Well, I do, 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 Deadpool and Wolverine. Do we think that Wolverine shows no up way. in the Once Upon a Deadpool? No, not not the not Hugh Jackman won't like live. He could show up as video footage like they do in Deadpool oh. 2. Yeah. But there's no way he's actually filming anything for that because right. that's what that movie's already been made. Yeah. Well, no, that's but the theory is that he already had filmed that sequence in that movie, so. All right. Well, let's get into our topic, guys. Uh, what's that? That's All right. All right. Let's get into our topic uh, of movie reviews. And uh, I want to word this properly. So it is... Uh, like impact of re- reviews in a movie from the movie from the critics, uh, you know the role of it in our current box office and home box office stuff. So, how impactful are these reviews nowadays, and how credible are they anymore? Anyways, too. So there's a couple of things here to think about uh, with critics. Uh, it's kind of like for me, it's it's like game reviews. Uh, I don't know if I read them with the intent of like hearing. 100% the critic's opinion, but it, it, I don't know. I kind of like to have the consensus, like, compiled score. You're a Rotten Tomatoes guy. Yeah, yeah I well, kind of am. Here's the thing about that. Um, well, I'm, I'm more of a meta critic. You like, like, again, I don't like Rotten mm-hmm. You just zoned out there. You just slowed so down, droided, Mike. Repeat, repeat. Okay. I didn't say anything really, but I'm more of a Metacritic guy just because of my uh, aversion to the way that you do Rotten Tomatoes. But one thing I've noticed now is um, because of these aggregate review sites, um, the content of the reviews from critics don't matter at all. It's whatever score they put on the end. And uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure like just want it, but. In the end, that's how it is. So, well, it's, it's all about the scores at this point. No one really reads anything anymore. <laughs> no, but it's just I, that number and the aggregate number. Sometimes it is a good this, indication of at least what critics might think of something. But but this goes back tougher. to my, this goes back to the whole like, is a seven a good movie? Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, and it change. It just depends on which critic you're talking to. That's yeah. the, that's my problem with. Well, but this is the human. This is the human element. Down. This is the human element of it, though. That that, that comes into play, and that's that's what we. Well, what are we supposed to do? This is a second human element, though, because there's the human element about everyone has different feel, opinions on different things or values different things differently. But then there's the other human element that's not human, actually, where you just take numbers that mean different things to different people that. And act like they're all the same scale. Yeah. All right. So that's like wait, the thing though here. That's what I'm. That's where I'm like. That's what I want to hear, here, Mike. Corey's opinion. Like, so when you're saying you know you like Metacritic more, but then you're being judgmental on like scores mean different things to different people. That's what, that's so, the whole point of that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So no, like, that, that's the idea. To because because Metacritic. Is, 
instead of pinpointing what a six is to to random reviewer number one and random viewer number two you just say they both liked it and then you're like okay that gives me a better understanding of where people are stand and that's the point of rotten tomatoes and that's why mike i i prefer the rotten tomato system over medical except except a lot of the critics will say oh i gave it like three three out of five it's not a great movie and other people be like three out of five it's go okay good good go see it that can mean the same thing exactly <laughs> That's the whole point. It's, it's would know, you see this movie? Yes or no? Boil, that's when you it. boil down these numbers to yes or no, then it's not as exact as if you just average all of them together. The sort of, oh, a seven for me is a little worse than a six for me, for I'm someone. That sort, of, that sort of goes away. You're like still stuck in like your view, your your reviewer days, though, Mike, because now, not necessarily now, but I'm just saying in in like society today really like you're saying people don't care about the written word as much they want to see the aggregate score or so of something yes, and, and with like, rotten tomatoes it they just think they're scores. seeing the meta score and instead they're well seeing... not that they think no, they're uh, seeing uh, i think people know score. I think no they don't i've proved we've looked this up before <laughs> so but, i think but my point is here is like if you have yeah. 10 friends and they all go see aquaman and six of them say it was good and five and four of them say it was bad like, oh, all right, so more people thought it was like, good than bad. Honestly, from, from this, if people were just listening to this podcast, they should have gone to see Batman versus Superman. Because three of the four of us said it was fine. Right? Yeah, but Tony then, hated it. Tony hated it, but then three of us said it was good. It was it was okay. I was different opinion than I you. Was on the high and end, and he was yes. So but, but it, all of us consensus you, saying that it was uh, um watchable. Like it was a, it was a go see a movie. It was, it was watchable. Yeah. Do you think that makes sense? Because if we really averaged what we thought of it out, we would all be like sixes. And Tony would be like a one, and it would be like a forty percent. But that's the idea. But we're recommending. But three of us said go see it. Yeah, well, but we weren't too strong with that, and uh, we could go either way, really, on it. When when you're in that, well, what's range, your point here, though, Jim? Because now my, you're taking a my, movie that people probably shouldn't see and saying they should see it. No, I I think I think it was fine. I, but my point would be it would be around a fifty or a sixty on Rotten Tomatoes from us. If that was just if it was in a closed, well, if it was from us. It would be yes, if it was well, yeah, but it's not because it's it's based on like weight. You know what I mean? Like I. You know, it's not necessarily positive, positive for me, a hundred percent, and one from Tony, who's at a, you know, uh, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just it's rotten or it's fresh. That's it. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been fresh. Except so. the problem is the people who author these scores aren't right intending for their reviews to be taken that way. They aren't thinking no, yes or no. When they, they are. The but they are. Is when but they are. Money. No, they aren't. Yes, they are. Most this... reviews are very mixed, and they tell you what they like and don't like about a movie. And they're all going to be so. Not, they're mostly going to be in between that in that gray area that wait, I'm talking about. Wait, Mike. Wait for just wait. Let me get this straight. So, if you're a critic in this day and age. Knowing that your review is going on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, you're not thinking about where this is showing up in the in the review no, score. You're going to put a, you're going to put a score on it now. I mean, maybe you didn't sites want to. Sites change the, the way they score things. You're going to put a score on it now. Sites. Yes, I'm saying. Yes, they're going to put a score on it when they probably don't want to because they want people to actually read right. their opinions. But they but they know that that's what you don't have thinking. time for that. No, it's factors <laughs> in. They want to, they want to read the blurb. They it's all about that summary at the end. TL, yeah, sure that too. It's like but, we, you get one sentence, motherfucker, make it good. 
Well, it's the same idea. It's the attention span. But now. the thing is, for what I'm, what I think is key, what's important here is what I like to do is look at Rotten Tomatoes. It's a seventy percent, you know, fresh, whatever. Okay, so that's probably something I'd want to see. Then for me, I'd like to look at who I prefer to like trust yeah. as yeah. my reviewers, critics, like this yeah. guy and that guy, and I can look at their history and see what they've scored, and like, oh, I'm kind of in line with this person. I, I feel good about where they're scoring. And like this guy, even though it's a 70% on Rotten, he's saying, oh, it's a 90 for me. I'm like, okay, uh, this is definitely something I want to go see. Or vice versa, it could be like a 70% on Rotten. And he'd be like, ah, this is not good. And because I know this and trust this reviewer, I might be like, well, I'm hesitant to watch this movie now. See, that's the point. Like, I'm not trying to well, that's better. I'm not trying to gang up on you, Mike, with this this situation. I'm not, I don't even know why we're talking about this because we're not talking about Rotten Tomatoes specifically. We're talking about reviews and their role. That's what we're <laughs> Well, no, I know, yeah, that, but that is the rule. No, I brought it up. Because uh, I think that is, but I think that is <laughs> the role of the reviews nowadays is to to point people to go to see a movie or not. The, uh, the the way that reviews are used now is all for these scores, Rotten Tomato, and maybe less to a lesser extent, Metacritic. Isn't that now, the I'm not saying is like. I'm saying there's time. a little bit of a translation error there between what the critics are actually saying and what people perceive. But that's how it is right now. Who would you numbers. consider like the most popular of all time like review like review uh, like Roger Ebert? Yeah, Robert. what do they do? <laughs> thumbs up and thumbs down. They have. <laughs> I mean, that's that's yeah. Yeah. Two thumbs right up. Well, that's that's all they did. That's all Rotten Tomatoes is like, huh? What do we do? Ah, pressure rot. Tony, what do you think? We haven't. You're. Give your opinion on the whole review system here. So uh, getting away from that discussion, uh, to move it along, um, I think that the era of individual reviews, uh, at least from a publication and especially a single person like Ebert or you know, Tesco, whoever, um, I think it's not necessary anymore. Mm-hmm. I just think there's so much content coming out and so many people have varying tastes. Like um, it's, it's not possible for most reviewers to um, be consistent and watch every movie like if i could get somebody that watch every single movie that i plan on watching to review something i could be like okay yeah i could see you know what this guy or this girl is going to you know give it and if how in line or out of line i am with them um so yeah i don't think it's very good at all because some people have been like oh movie of the year blah 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 whatever and i'm just like watch it i'm like yeah okay like yeah okay I, i i get it i could see why somebody would like that i don't like that um, so for me, that's why, you know, something like Rotten Tomatoes is better just because like, all I want to know is like, are these people saying I should see this movie? Yes or no? Like, that's it. If something's getting like a 30% rotten, it's like super rare that I'm going to watch that movie unless there's a hook attached to it. Like, I mean, you know, somebody's paying not- for my ticket or yeah. if it's free, maybe I'll go check it out. Right. It, it, also, does- it also largely depends on the genre. This is the other thing about reviews. If you're talking like a comedy, like or like a certain type of comedy, like critics will automatically hate it. Right, exactly. Even if it's that's, fun. <laughs> well, that's the thing is because, you know, like I'm trying to think of like most of the movies I probably are on like, like top 10 or top 20 probably didn't get good like Metacritic scores. I don't give a shit though. Like I don't want it. I don't need it to be like, you know, um, what's like some Gone well, with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. I don't need to be <laughs> Gone with the Wind. I don't need it to be like a Citizen's Kane thing. Yeah. I just need to be entertained for two hours. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's I, it. I, I think that's all I care about. And this is, I, I'm trying to save some of this for the game cast, obviously. But like, I think your point, Tony, where the actual score nowadays is more meaningless than see it or not is kind Absolutely. of aiming. Uh, the score of something from somebody, if somebody gives it a 10, sure, they, I know they loved it, 
But if someone gives it a six and a half or a seven, does that mean I shouldn't see it or should it? The score shouldn't matter. It should be yeah. their actual opinion. Like yeah. on, Rotten, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's see it, not see yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And so, so the other thing is too is we, you know, I want to get it more to, on the Game Pass. But like, so if I see some like big blockbuster Disney, Marvel, you know, DC, uh, Warner Brother, whatever blockbuster movie, I have higher expectations of something like that than I do some like indie you know art house movie that was you know at sundance or or whatever because those people have way bigger budgets to make a good quality movie by getting the best actors the best directors the best you know cgi people rather than people that are working on a shooting string budget but at the end of the day the cost of the ticket is the same mm-hmm. so i don't, I, don't like, I think that's different than like in the games i think in a movie like the sort of like film screen is a little more all things are equal there, I think, um, because, I mean, you talk about all that, that, you know, you'll get a big budget experience, but that doesn't necessarily mean like it's going to automatically be better. So, like, to me, like, I, my expectations for that it, is that, like, maybe, like, v, VFX-wise, I would agree, but everything else, like, do, are the most famous actors really the best actors? Not really. Are the most expensive effects the best effects? Not always. So I don't know if I would go for that that much, but you you definitely know what you would expect to work more because of the cost of everything. No, I think that like a, a low cost movie, like we have all these horror movies coming out now that they obviously don't take as much as like these big you know triple triple A <laughs> these big blockbuster. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, that's that's an easy comparison, right, Mike? These Disney things. So it's, but you know that they can be like just as entertaining and good because. Well, yeah, I mean, look at uh, you know, the Deadpool, right? Fifty million compared to. Uh, yeah. You can, make, <laughs> you can make a good movie with a lower budget. You can do it. I mean, it's still possible nowadays. Um, but like as far as expectations, sure, sure. I can see the expectations being there. Sure. Um, for me also, like just as going back to just like straight up reviews, like I prefer to like watch a YouTube guy that. Does a review on a movie, then read a like a two like page review of a movie <laughs> as well. Like I think that YouTube and and YouTube um, celebrities, so to speak, is for me influencers. You know, yeah. But see, but yeah, like, I don't like that because they could be anybody. That's not happening. It reviews me anyway, but it's my idea of like, but nowadays is that playing to the reviews? And again, GameCast issues uh, as well. What are these people getting in terms of for their review? Like, like what? One of, like one of the guys I like to watch. Um, trustworthy other people. Like a YouTube guy. He doesn't write reviews. He just does a YouTube video and like talks about his opinion on the movie. Like I think that almost is more like. Where? Hold on. I have, a, I have a question for you guys. Quick question. Coming from? Quick question. How many of you could actually name five present critically acclaimed reviewers for like a major publication? Like by name? By um, name, right now. I probably can't. I know of like two on IGN. <laughs> yeah, I can. I don't know if I can get to five. I can maybe get to three. I, yeah, can you name five I mean, like, YouTube <laughs> channels that that review stuff? Probably. No, I can't. But, I mean, like I, I know that I, I could do five. I could do three or four, probably. Okay. So, I do like I two know. again. It's the same thing for me. I don't. I don't. I like reading my reviews because more often than not, first of all, I'm at work. No, you're, also, <laughs> you're old fashioned, Mike. You're old fashioned. No, I mean I don't I like. I'm, I'm, I'm just playing. It's fine. No, but like I don't like video reviews because they are done for ads more often than not, and uh, I think that skews things a bit. And you write something down, it's a but little more you know, and edited too. What? 
Wait, the same thing could be said for written reviews. How do you know they're not being influenced by writing what they're writing? It, because somebody has a video up doesn't make them less credible than somebody writing a piece of paper. Like that doesn't I mean, mean the way ads work, yeah, video means more ads. <laughs> so that's why there's What do you think keeps papers in business? <laughs> the, the video the video version of their stories that they post online. Just saying, now. Like, newspapers are in business, were in business for years, not based on subscribers, based on advertisements. That's it. It's the same idea now, just video based. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's similar, but it's not the same, especially when you go to YouTube where everyone is their own freelance person that doesn't really answer to anyone else. They, well, no, and that you're right, but it, you have to be more careful about wh where you get your news from. I mean, there's the whole fake news thing out there nowadays, and who knows what you're reading about. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a matter of like, but I'm telling you that the, the same issues could still come from uh, that you were reading. It's the, even if you want to read now is what I'm saying is the same uh, now it, it's the same idea. The revenue is coming from the same idea from advertisers and that's it because subscribers only pay for a very small portion of the revenue. Whereas the advertisements are where everybody gets and that's podcasters included. Like that's the same idea. Like not us. I also think it's like a YouTube we don't advertise. doing a good job with his like videos and stuff and like is talking about something specific and has B-roll like also showing that specific thing that he's talking about. That's that's a really I mean, that, that is a that is always good. good when you can yeah, see. it's visually um I I see that I'm, we're we're going into games here because yeah, let's, I'm not we're not thinking about maybe, movies anymore because you can't maybe often do that. Let's, let's <laughs> why don't we pin this one at this point in the juncture? continue this conversation and everybody listening continue on our game cast uh we're going to move this into that and, and kind well, of what's our conclusion here for the movies well, the, thing, last, last thing i want to say real quick is i i read this article and i meant to, to link it i just didn't get a chance to but i read this article recently that actually said that uh the gap between the movies that win awards you know whether it's what the golden Golden Globe, oh, Oscars, Oscars. Yeah, those. <laughs> There's the biggest discrepancy ever between movies that win Oscars and like Absolutely. how much money those movies are making. So you can see the people that like pro push the Oscars, who are you know primarily reviewers or people really into the movie industry who want to you know make movies as an art or you know whatever. And overall, like what the population, what the public wants to watch and spend their right. money on, it's the biggest like gap ever. So yeah, no, uh, definitely because you know these. <laughs> these I are mean, you were Oscars has a freaking like category now called popular. Yeah, they. That's it's why they, they created that because of this. Because it used to be like stuff like even in the '90s, like stuff like Titanic was something that would be like Oscar bait and like box office phenomenon. Yeah. Now it's just there's been a Jordan out there again. The like, Lance reviewers. I think almost as a response, maybe to some of the more like, maybe it's just a stupid. It's just like it's hard because like again, the top movies that are winning Picture of the Year are not making. No, it's it's money. never it's never something that sells. I will say this though: I think the scores now in like late lately have mattered a little bit more than they used to. Because in the past we would be like, who cares what critics say? You know, let's just go see this movie. Now, if a movie like does like let's do say fifty or less on Rotten, there's like a ceiling I think to how much it can succeed. The biggest difference is Venom. Like this, the, that's the first movie I've seen buck the critical trend in like the last five years. Because I don't know what do you guys stuff. Think? It can happen. I mean, we we talk about it. There's some stuff that are just like Rotten Tomatoes proof. Overall, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. But every now and then, it's just something that just, it doesn't doesn't matter. It just yeah, it's the culture. So I think. Heist. 
think I, I do think though. So overall, while stuff like Rotten Tomato and Metacritic make individual reviews less important, I think overall it kind of still makes them the scores more important to an individual movie's success than it used to be. And but that's just my opinion. I don't know. Do you guys agree with that? Do you think that's what happened with this? I think that it's. Um... I say that the the social media influence is much greater. Than sure, I, I would agree with that. I don't think that their um, their scores anymore they don't they don't mean as much as they used to because you still have the consensus pool, so it's the pool of everybody coming in. So if like if somebody gives it a bad score. You know that person's going to get panned if it's a ninety-eight on the run. Yeah. <laughs> As we call remember the last time it. that a movie got like a high Metacritic score, and I was like, "Damn, I need to go see this now." Yeah, I don't. I can't remember the last time that even happened. But, if yeah. it ever happened. get out, get out. Yeah, that's maybe. That's 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 what I mentioned before. That's the yeah. one where I, the one critic gave it like a bad review, and he got like destroyed. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, um, you know, and that's you know, but that's the consensus pool though, and I don't understand why he got destroyed. You're, you're everybody's entitled to their own opinion, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's what we all have to keep in mind here. Um, so, but well, it's interesting though. I do think that um, scores individually don't matter as much as they do collectively. Yeah. And you look at like the biggest movies, you know, the the past couple of years or the biggest surprises. So you know, you had Venom uh, earlier this year. We had uh, Black Panther. Um, I mean, uh, just the other year, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, before that, you know, Suicide Squad, like all these movies that you know aren't reviewing really well, but they're, they're making billions. Well, uh, I think, I think, I think Black, Black Panther and Wonder Woman reviewed very well. Black Panther actually, its reviews brought its. I think that brought in more money for it. I think the positive feedback, not just from the critics, but then actually from the audience that came out. Some saying reviews didn't help it, but I, I, again, I think the social media, like the, it was just the buzz. It just so happened that it was also a good movie. Okay. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. All right. I think so. We're we're good with that overall. We think it more the weight. Oh, on we the- we we don't need to all have the same conclusion no, for this. No. No. But, right, <laughs> gonna, I think that's going to wrap up the movie cast. We have a lot to talk about in the game cast too. So yeah. uh, write us podcast at allinggeek.net and let us know what you think. Uh, we're on Discord as well. If you want to join our Discord channel, um, let's see what else we have. YouTube, subscribe to YouTube. Um, follow us on Twitter at All I Can Geek and like us on Facebook as well. Tune into the GameCast. We have the same conversation coming up for games. So it's going to be fun. <laughs>